0: Hi, guys, welcome to the Art of Acquisitions podcast. Here we discuss how you can create cash flow and grow your wealth with acquisitions. We have a great guest lineup, including Craig. Craig bought two businesses with 10 million in sales, no money down. And Alan. Alan has led multiple deals ranging in value from 1 million to 9 billion. Yes, that was right, 1 million to 9 billion. Art of Acquisitions, simply the fastest strategy to create cash flow and grow your wealth. Hi guys, you're going to love this week's uh, podcast interview with Sebastian Amiva, and it's the first in a series of uh, discussions chats uh, with Sebastian And Why is that? Because he's on a journey to raise a SPAC. What is a SPAC? It's a special purpose acquisition vehicle, usually a shell company that has no assets, uh, no liabilities in there. And then you raise money with a view to doing a deal and you have 14 months to do that deal uh the exciting thing is sebastian's going out to raise 100 million pounds back to do further acquisitions a roll-up strategy and we'll talk more about that in a different uh, podcast but he's about to raise 100 million pounds back for a roll-up strategy of acquisitions really exciting um it's the first part of a series i uh, jump in right now you're gonna love this one Today, we have uh, Sebastian Amiva, uh, who's well-known in the M&A world. Uh, He doesn't only just do deals, he helps people do deals as well. He teaches people how to do business acquisitions in the space. Uh, He comes from Patagonia in Argentina, and uh, it's a pleasure to have him on the show today. And he's done deals cross borders uh, in different continents, the UK, Europe, uh, America, and Canada. And hopefully in your own country as well. I don't know about. It. <laughs> but, Ashton, <laughs> thanks very much. Welcome aboard. And can you just do a little introduction? Of who you are, where from, and how
1: you got into M and Yes, thank you very much, Dan, to having me in your, you podcast. So in your, you know, this is amazing. I love this topic, M and So I got started back in Argentina, right? I started when I was twenty four years old, when my mentor teach me how you you can buy distress company for, for one dollar, basically. In the beginning, I was a bit skeptical, right? I didn't believe that, that you can buy a company for $1. And of course, you're buying a big bag of debt, right? So my first deal was a distressed company, 200 employees. I was only 24 years old. I wanted to become the CEO. I wanted to restructure a company, but I didn't have any clue about you know, yeah. the money space. So after six months, we bankrupt. All these people lost their job, and I felt very sad. It was a very depressing moment for me, you know? Uh, you, you only learn through getting scars, don't you? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I realized that uh, instead of making millions of pesos, which is uh, not much a uh, solid currency, I, I decided to move to the UK. So I set up my office in London, the UK, so a, a family office. And from there, I bought some businesses in Europe and also in Latin America just by setting up the holding in London. We bought the biggest LED factory in Brazil, 700 employees, 22 million euros in assets. That was a, was a very good deal, that uh, makes some good money. And then uh, I bought a football club because I, am, uh, I like a little bit football, as uh, every Argentinian people. So I bought a football club, third division in Spain, not uh, no Barcelona, no big one, but uh, yeah, I bought a third division. And then I bought the consulting company in the US, tracking company. Fantastic. This is by myself. Then I did this with my clients, you know, because I, I help people to get started into M&A and also I help business owners who are running a successful company to grow by M&A. Let's, let's,
0: reverse, let's reverse back up because that's a lot of information there for everybody. But on that, you not know, the first yeah. thing stress that obviously uh, when you buy a distressed business, that's a lot harder than buying a, a profitable business and an LBO. But obviously your second business, you know, twenty-two million in assets for yeah, literally, I mean, literally your first business because the first one was distressed, different California. But yeah. yeah. your first profitable business, twenty-two million in assets—that's a yeah. fair mountain to climb on your first deal. Uh, and yeah. he tells about the structure of that deal. You know, what what kind of profits it was doing, what kind of cash it banked, what kind of creditor debtor book, and uh, and how
1: you structured that deal. Yeah, correct. So they have uh, 22 million in assets, right? It means the uh, equipment, all the real estate from that company. So it was a Brazilian company. Right? So what we did, we set up the holding company in the UK mm-hmm. to, to raise funds there in a solid you know, economy with, yeah. our, with our lenders. And from there, we bring down the funds to Brazil. But yeah. we used, it, we used it the, the, the McWinnery, the equipment, and the real estate, we did evaluation valuation with a big uh, well-known firm like Deloitte, right? So Deloitte did all the valuation. Yeah. And we used the same appraisals and all the valuation from the equipment. And we took a loan in the UK and we used that money for down payment. And then we do some seller finance, right? So 30% of that money, we put it on the asset down payment and then 70% seller finance in a four-year balloon, right? In four years, we, we paid the company. Yeah? So, yeah. And what kind of profit was it doing in this company? This, this company was making like a 3 million, 3 million per year. So net net profit yeah. between so, the. Yeah, so it's 3 million a year, 250. Two, two. So it's making 250 grand a month. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: it, yeah a lot. Yeah. Everybody listening, 250,000 pounds a month he walked into with 30% down and 70% balloon, which means over well, yeah. 48 months, you don't pay nothing. You pay it all at the end when you make, obviously, hopefully, make the company better, refinance. But in terms Correct. of 30% down, did you own day one
1: 100% of the share capital? Yes. Yeah, so what, what we did in that case, we keep 51% of the company and we, we gave to the current owner 49 so, so that way it's easier to structure deals. Instead of you, because in that case, you're using 100% of the asset as a collateral and you get... 51. So easy, it's easier to leverage. If you want to get 100% of the cake, then it's, it's harder to find the capital. But finding 50, 51% was easier. Right? And from this 51, we only find 30%. So we put 30%, we, we got 51%, and we start doing the management of the company, getting 300K per month is not too bad. We were three partners, so you know. Yeah. Okay, but exactly. most of that money went to, to, to do the seller finance and also debt repayment, right? So it's not profit, right? What's profit? But we use the profit to pay to yeah. the seller and also the debt repayment, right? So, yeah. we, so, just to clarify
0: for one, is we're talking about a yeah. company that has 22 million in assets, been around for a while, yeah. 250,000 pound profit a month. He walks in, gets majority share in the company for no money down. and all yeah. the money is raised on the company's assets as a leverage buyout. So the money is raised on the company's assets, and the assets are 22 million. And all you need to do is raise. How much was the 30 percent?
1: Yeah, so we, we raised uh, the $2, dollars right? From uh, from private investors in in the UK, we put that money. We got 51 percent, and then the, the company also has some liabilities. They have 22 million assets, but they have like a six million and a half in in debts, right? With the, with four different banks. So what we did, we restructured that debt. I became a good at the restructuring debt. You know, not much. This this one was a, a cash flow in positive, but it's uh, it has uh, you know six million point uh, on point three. I don't remember what you know five years ago. So, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, so we restructured the debt. We put that money. We got fifty one percent of the company. It was a very big deal, big exposure. we were in the new and the television, right? Uh, Seven hundred employees. I was very excited about this. I was uh, I was very happy. That's um, absolutely awesome. And what was the, uh, just
0: so everybody knows, when you walk, yeah. obviously, you, you, you raise the money from the UK investors into a home in yeah. the UK that owns yeah. the country yeah. in Brazil, and then Correct. 2.1 or 2.2 day one for the 51%. And then obviously, yeah. the four years down the road, what was the net free cash flow? Uh, did you take a management charge all the way? Obviously, but roughly give them yeah. an idea of how much on your first deal, no money in, no
1: money down. What kind of management charge you could take on this deal? Yeah, you can take, you know, so when I enter into a negotiation table, when I analyze this, I I like to get at least 200k, at least uh, net per year without me being involved with that. For that, you need to have a good deal with a solid debita that's you end up with a 200K and also your partners, right? Because I was doing with the two partners more. So 200K each minimum per year without you being involved. With. So you can move on to the next deal. You can purchase a sign and company so you can do different kind of you know, M&A strategy. So 200K for me is, is the number, 250K per deal, right? If I'm not making that money, I'm not getting into the deal. And also it's not about the money, it's also about the time. I don't want to get involved on in the management. So I'm good at buying companies and then I delegate the management. We put a CEO, right? We we brought a CEO with 10 years of experience into the lighting industry. They've been running the company for us. We just collect dividends every quarter or every six months or every 12 months, right? So happy days. Happy days. Yeah, happy days. Yeah. <laughs> and then- it's all about it's all about position yourself as an investor delegate the management and collect dividends then you replicate the system then at, at that time uh, I started getting a lot of cash flow so then I fully focused on buying more deals after that I bought the biggest paddle courts in the world in Madrid and then I bought the football club in Cantabria then I started aggressively buying more deals you know? yeah so a <laughs> football club so
0: you're in Brazil right? yeah. Yeah. LED, yeah 700 yeah. employees and now you're buying yeah. a third division
1: yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> which obviously doesn't make money out of the budget. No, 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 no. So football clubs are just for, you know, for, for your passion, but it's not really profitable. You need to have a big sponsors. And it was third division. I was, I was uh, hoping to take to second division. So then, then you can start seeing the money. But yeah. yeah, it was very difficult. I was spending a lot of money out of my pocket to pay all the salaries, all this, you know, the sponsors are no no not big. So I was spending my money and supporting a. You know, twenty-two players. Uh, it's, right. So I had fun. I had fun. Then I I, I sold it you know, to a Chinese group, and yeah. then I bought this big uh, paddle court in Madrid. You know, twenty-two indoor paddle. I don't know if you know paddle is similar to tennis. Yeah. Paddle, paddle, paddle. Yeah. Very, yeah. very famous. So yeah. we 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 keep it that for one year. Also, what's a was a good deal. Was a making thirty-five k monthly. No, no big profit. You know, thirty-five k euros was okay. So it's uh, no big deal. So see, no, no yeah. So no big
0: deal. See from your first deal, which is quite a big deal. You obviously mm-hmm. have a mentor because you don't go from no deals to then into twenty-two million pound deal. Yes, yeah, so you right. had somebody on your wings that's done deals before. You know, t- taking you through the whole kind of process because th- there is a process,
1: you know. And then, It's a process. It's a process to become qualified buyer. What I call it quali- qualified buyer. You know? Yeah, and most, it is- most of the. You wanna? If you want, I can walk you through to what I mean for buyer qualified buyer. You know that well, I'd love to do that. But before we get into that,
0: you know, right yeah. now, what are the kind of KPIs of your kind of deal? The kind of deal that gets Sebastian out of bed in the morning. If a deal comes in, meets these kind what's the kind of five, three, five criteria that you go, okay, I'm on it. Obviously asset heavy number one, even that yeah. heavy. And um, but what are yeah. the other types? Is it
1: any industry or the specific industry? Yeah. So what I'm looking for is asset-heavy deals with at least 50% of the balance sheet must be full of assets. Assets like uh, machinery, equipment, real estate must be 50% of the balance sheet. With an asking price of $500K to $5 million just to make it easier for the lenders because the lenders also, they like this kind of deal side, 500 k to $5 million. But for me, 500 k is too small, right? Because I, I, I try to think in terms of I need to make 200 k out of this deal possibly without being involved. So at, at least must to have a 600K k bit, 600, 700. Yeah, yeah. With an asking price of 2 million, you know, 2 million between 2 and 3 million maximum. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is the this is my, my acquisition criteria and the industries can be warehousing is good. Uh, logistic tracking companies, tracking companies. I like, I like very much, you know, tracking Oh, tracking, okay. yeah. yeah. Very simple because you have the client, the trucks, and maybe some real estate as yeah. an office. And then you can use all of them for, you know, as a leverage to bring funds. So, tracking companies are very easy to buy, you know, yeah. maybe the, the, the easiest sector. Tr- tracking, uh, warehousing, some hospice houses or healthcare deals also are interested. But sometimes you need a license or you need to have a, a doctor or, you know, this is yeah. it's not easy healthcare sometimes. Oh, well, so, we prefer oh, tracking. Oh
0: a lot of regulation as well i think you don't like regulated spaces you know yeah i don't like it no no, no. yeah and the same. We're, we're looking at an engineering kind of roll-up just now and uh, okay. asset heavy ebda heavy been around for decades second generation you know it's it's just really good sector i really like it and the delegation a lot of have the commercial property they own the property which is great you know uh, for sale lease back but you know so what other kind of kpis do you
1: look for also also must be established company, minimum fires on the markets. Minimum fires on the market. A beta must be 600 plus, plus K with an asking price between two and three million. This is a perfect deal, right? The location, of course, uh, we we like the, the US, UK, Australia, and Canada. Because the, the same M and principles you can use it on those four countries, right? It's kind of similar. The lending facilities are similar. The investors also they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, aware about LBO acquisitions, So I think the, those four markets are very good. So I, the location, those four countries, a EBITDA 600K, established companies with at least values mm-hmm. on the market, and also a potential management in place. Right. So I, I look for somebody, we can move up somebody from inside the company to become the CEO, or we bring an external CEO and put them in place. Another good thing is I try to, to to keep the owner for at least three to six months, coaching the new you know uh, the new management for yeah. a smooth transition, right? That is important.
0: We're doing uh, in our kind of up We're doing right now. They're staying in for three years. They're not well. Like, yeah, so it's kind of a it's almost like a collaboration. They're staying in for three years, and over the first nine months, they've got to train somebody to take them out of the position. So that when we they sell, they're not on the organization chart, you know. But they're in for three years, and that—that's just the deal. And you know, that's KPI. They're great KPI. What about someone starting out? What, what is your go-to number one Pareto principle for uh, deal flow?
1: You know, getting deal flow. Yeah. What? What is yeah, Deal flow. So for me, deal flow—you can do it two ways: off market or through brokers. right? So my favorite one is off market. Right now, people know me about the M and A experts. So they send me deals all the time, uh, brokers and consultants. But if you're starting from from the scratch, the the best thing to do is to find off market through uh, consultants in your industry, lawyers and uh, CPA accountants. Why? Because if you want to sell your company, you will tell that new yeah. uh, to three people: your wife, your accountant, and your lawyer, and maybe your consultant. Right. So. Absolutely. If you you can create an script with the, uh, your acquisition criteria, location, asking price, evita, right, and yeah. then you can you can send it out to consultants. If you are in engineering industry, for example, or manufacturing, you start targeting all the consultants in that industry. And also, if you contact um, if you contact lawyers or accountants, they maybe have a client who want to exit who is matching your acquisition criteria. And then what I do is I pay them an introduction fee or a referral fee, ten thousand to twenty thousand. It depends the deal. So we pay between ten and twenty thousand if we successfully close the deal. Right? Yeah. This is what I do with the consultant is working more, right? Sometimes yeah. e-commerce or manufacturing or tracking experts. So we contact them and they refer deals to us and we pay a, an introduction fee. <laughs> this is how
0: I do. Yeah. yeah, we we pay an introduction fee, but usually our, our go-to, fee, believe it or not, is direct mail you know so we get mail, yeah. we do, yeah. we find data and then we qualify the data and we do some research yeah. Yeah. and then we direct mail with a personal letter you know it's
1: physical physical letter you send them yeah yeah old school <laughs> what is what what is like the open the open rate or the the answer rate is uh, um, well high high?
0: yeah well this uh we just we sent out a thousand recently we got okay. uh, about 30 people responding but okay uh, 20 deals that were signed the nda uh, and then we've got Sixteen on the on the board, and realistically, we've got six that are serious. You know,
1: okay, that is good. Six is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. for one shot, I only need one. Hopefully, you need one. one. You're yeah. just one deal away, right? People say yeah, <laughs> just that. one. Yeah, just one.
0: Cool. I mean, go back to that
1: that second deal yeah. you did. You know, you're you're basically your management fee is two hundred grand a year. Yeah, so I, I I try to get 200k, you know. If I'm partnering with someone else, it would be 400k, right? 200k each, because it's the is the is the, the number that I like, 200k per deal, right? So if we have, you know, ten, five deals per per year, we close five years is one million. That's right? so it's a good uh, good uh, good margin for not doing the management, right? So I, I don't do management fee. I I collect dividends as an investor, right? So I got share shareholding position, or my company became a corporate shareholder, and then we collect dividends every quarter or every six months. It, it depends. But it's better for tax purposes, But 200k minimum is the minimum. Not, I'm not saying every deal must be 200k, but 200k is the minimum. Some deals can be half a million. Some deals, you know, bigger ones. But uh, for the bigger ones, it's difficult for for my uh, position as an investor and also I don't want to add personal guarantees So I don't want to put my uh, houses you know on the uh, as a collateral. I don't wanna I don't need to take risk right now, right? So I used to I took a risk before yeah. <laughs> you know eight years ago. Right now I don't need to put a PC, I don't need to put a collateral. I just do seller finance, you know, I bring well, I bring an investor with me to co invest? But I don't even put the money. I put coin I co invest with people, they they give me five hundred K and we buy five million dollar deals. But right now I don't I don't need to risk, right? So this is a good cool. thing. So you
0: basically get the investor, you get a deal, you get investors and you structure the deal yourself without any money in, but no more importantly, no PGs on any any different oh. Yeah, yeah, no. And now on, on the deferred element, that are, you know, what's your best kind of
1: deferred element? Obviously, that four-year balloon is pretty good. Yeah. And no PGs on that at all, on the four-year balloon? No, they can, they can put a lien, a lien on the on the properties, on the tracks, and, you know, they can put these kind, of, yeah. kind of things, right? But uh, normally, they don't want to wait that long. But if it's a motivated, they can wait three, four years balloon right, to get paid. And also, that means they believe in the company cash flow, right? Yeah. They will live in the company cash. So absolutely. yeah, three years. I normally do this. Sometimes I, I like to buy only fifty one percent of the company. To not make it obvious, I, I put fifty five, you know, so that that gives you the majority, you control the company. So fifty one percent, fifty five percent is is good. It's better to have fifty five than one hundred sometimes, right? Because it's yeah. easier to you use one hundred percent of the company to to get fifty five, which is yeah. good, fifty five percent.
0: No, absolutely. You don't have any involvement because the, whoever's there is still there. And if they're, if they're gone, then you brought someone else up to be the, the ND kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Correct. 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 But sometimes they want to fully exit. They say, no, Sebastian, I don't want to keep 45. I want to fully exit. Okay. What I can do is I can put, uh, you know, 10% down payment cash. You know, if it's a $5 million deal, I put 500K down payment from an investor, right? I give the investor 20%. So they double their money in one day, right? So I give 20% equity. I keep 80. And then we do uh, uh, deferred payments, right? With the the seller, Sometimes they can take the money from the bank account. Sometimes they they have in the current bank account, maybe they have 700K, 500K. They can take it out, empty the bank account before they sell to me. And we can use that as a down payment or they can take a truck or something or a piece of land. You need to, to analyze the deal before, right? Do a deal analysis and check out which kind of asset you can give away, you know, sometimes you don't need some, all the assets that the company owns and you yeah. can take it out. And, uh, and a, lot, a lot of times you don't need all
0: the cash that's sitting in the bank for working capital. You know, there's, there's extra, yeah, yeah. a lot of excess that you can use as a down payment. And uh, yeah. uh, we have seen a lot of uh, negative directors loan accounts that you can use as part of that exit as well for the down payment.
1: You need to be creative. Like you say, you need to be creative, right? With the down payment, right? Everybody wants a down payment. And another misconception is the no money down deals. For me, uh, no money down deals doesn't exist, right? So it's it's, uh, unrealistic. Every deal you need to put money. It doesn't mean it's going to be your own money. For that, I have a you know an investor list you know with people with 100k people with one million with 500k six hundred k and then I have my investor list. When, then when I find a good deal that is cash flow positive, that being five years on the market, that is full of assets, 50% of the balance sheet is full of assets, then I contact the investor say listen, I got a very good deal. Uh, I need 10% cash as the skin of the game. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna double your money in one transaction. I'm gonna give you 20% equity. Right? So they get. Twenty percent equity. They give me only ten percent, and yeah. then I distribute the dividends every quarter, every six months. It depends what we agree on there, you know. Yeah. The partnership agreement.
0: Absolutely, and you know, going back, obviously, getting into M you've always had influences in your life. Who's been the biggest single influence in you, your, your thinking to get into M and A and how to do it? Who's been the, the number go-to guy for you? If you look back and think. It went up. Yeah, it all changed, kind of thing. Who, who is that for you,
1: Sebastian? It was. I was reading a lot of uh, books about entrepreneurial, you know, careers, and then I I found Richard Branson is one of my my biggest <laughs> inspiration. You know, in terms of buying, doing LBO, strategies. He he recently did, uh, you know, uh, uh, two hundred or three hundred million spac right in the US to buy, uh, you know, airlines. So he's uh, he's active on uh, on the MA space. So I, I've been uh, studying him for a while, yeah. Richard Branson he Owns more than 300 companies, so he is one of my biggest inspiration. I, you know, I tried to go to his island, you know, this year, hopefully, but the COVID situations make it difficult to travel right now. So, yeah, Richard Branson is great buying deals, and then he's uh, very smart and setting up uh, and using his credibility and his reputation for doing the fair payments. And you know, I was checking out how he structured deals, and I bought, of course, all his books. So, I think I've, I'm since I started reading from him, I, I learned a lot about uh, you know, taking uh, risks.
0: Yeah, that was an incredible story he had. Remember when he had the record shops and yeah. he had the airlines? And yeah. it was one, one or the other. he had to give away one or the other. And he sold the record shops at the absolute peak. You know, got $530 million And the way it goes with, uh, obviously, the airline. then the rest is, you know, history. Yeah. Story, you know, but, yeah. but he was on the, he was back to the wall with the banks. And they said, if you don't sell one, we're taking it, you know, um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's no. always taking a risk, even at that level, you know, he was a billionaire at a time and he was taking that kind of, so he's all on the line and uh, everything. I know what he is. He's unbelievable. Uh, he doesn't take that kind of risk. He does take the risk, but not all on the line. Now it's all independent silos offshore and the whole nine yards, you know, yeah, but, uh, yeah.
1: It's on my bucket list as well to get to his island. Uh, yeah, yeah. We should organize a mastermind there, a name and name mastermind at his island. You know? That would so, be cool. That would be super yeah. cool. <laughs> I know. So it's it's a bit. I didn't have any a uh, physical person like a uh, good, uh, you know, because I, I came from the scratch. You know, my family is not rich family, so I made myself. I made my deals and my money just by myself. So I didn't have a model to to follow, and also I was from uh, Patagonia, Argentina, which is the you know, the, the end of the world. It's just a farm, lakes and mountains. There's not much, not much people. So my, my hero was uh, Richard Branson, you know, all the big yeah. businessmen out there, Elon Musk and uh, more Richard Branson. So I was following him and I realized he did a few LBOs. And then I started to study LBO acquisition. I went to Harvard School to study negotiation. as I realized negotiation is one of the biggest, yeah, the yeah. most important skills to have it, right? So negotiation, you can use street smart negotiation, but also it's good to, to, to become a, a professional negotiator in terms of you know, what to say or how to prepare yourself before you enter in the negotiation table. Right? So.
0: Yeah, and what, what are you working on now, said? What's your, your latest and greatest deal you're working on just now?
1: As yeah, right t- now, I, I, I want to do, you know, so I want to do a SPAC, right? So this is what I'm working on right now. I want to set up my own SPAC in Sweden, in Stockholm, right? Because I believe that the stock exchange is, is liquid, you know, the liquidity is high. And, you know, it's, it's one of the most solid in, uh, in Europe. So I want to set up a 100 million SPAC and trying to target companies, you know, with a couple of investors, but of course, you know, it's, it uh, takes time to do all the legal paperwork and yeah to set up, to set up an a SPAC there is, uh, you can do, uh, you know, for cheaper price. also. you know, 200K, 300K, you can set up a SPAC in the U S maybe 1 million. So it's uh, one it's million. three times more. Yeah, maybe legal fees, auditors, you know, accounting fees. You spent, so uh, Paul Roberts, so, uh, a guy who, who I interviewed uh, last week, he, we, we posted uh, his, uh, his interview on my Facebook group, and he explained how he raised $100 million already. He raised already $100 million, but he spent, like, uh, almost $1 million on fees. On fees. You know, on yeah. fees, yeah, yeah, yeah. As Setting it, up. A fees and also you know they help you to bring capital so that big legal firms, yeah, uh, they they help you to pull investment. You know? So he raised one hundred million, but he spent one million. Right? So it's, yeah, you know you need to take the risk. You know? Yeah, but the thing is that uh, the hundred million is that equity or debt or you know is that? Yeah, no, no, they have a. They have an an account already 100 million. So the uh, investor put 100 million, and he he got 14 months to find a target company, right? Yeah. So they they targeting companies with 400 million revenue, right? So yeah. it's a uh, it's a good vehicle, uh, right? Doing an SPAC. And Richard Branson done it, already. Right? So I want to follow his. Uh, I know, absolutely, his he well. Uh, and
0: what I mean, Richard Branson's raised a ton of money over the time, but you know, doing a SPAC right now is the most. Um, fashionable way to raise money. Yeah. 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 It's absolutely insane, but you it's, can...
1: it's sexy and cool. Also, well, you say, why you want to do a small deal, 500 K when you can raise one, one million dollars from a private investor, you pay to the biggest law firms in New York to set up an SPAC for you. And then of course, money will follow. You have a great team, a good acquisition criteria. You have the biggest law firms in New York working for you, the best auditors yeah. Money, will, money will come to you and they help you also to raise. It's not you paying fees and then good luck. They help you with, the, yeah. with bringing investors. You can use their office, you can use their network, right, which is huge to yeah. bring funds. Yeah. And 100 million for these films are no big deal, right? So 100 million. Uh, uh, is- I, I spoke to hedge fund at the end of last year and 100 million
0: was a starting point. You know, if you're See, not anymore, if you're not a plus a hundred million and multiples of a hundred million, we're not even interested in having a conversation, you know?
1: Right. It's a, before setting a stop, before setting up a spike of course, you need to have a good uh, deal hunting strategy, right? Because you have 14 months. If you couldn't find any good deal, you need to give back the money and you lose one million on fees, right? So you you have a, a deadline, you know, you have 14 months to close the deal. If you don't close it, then you need to give back the money to the investors and then <laughs> you, yeah.
0: on those kind of things, you know, you can make sure you've got a deal beforehand, you know, beforehand. Kind, of, kind of lined up, you know, um, you know, to reverse in there. So at least you get one away to pay for the fees, like your, your Brazil. That's one, a good
1: idea. That's right. a good idea. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Reversing Your Brazil deal into it just so you're go, You're away straight away. You know, um, yeah, 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 they want to exit. So a good way to exit would be go public, right? So for them and also you becoming the the owner or the majority shareholder, that is a good way uh, to do an SPAC. Yeah, having a few lineup would help. I think. so yeah. You. So you are not stressed. You are not stressed about the 14 months deadline.
0: So that's your big, uh, that's your goal this year, Sebastian. I
1: mean, yeah. Just- so yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my goal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if you got have you got your team all lined up?
1: I to do that. Yes, I have. A, I have the IPO expert in London. So uh, Ben Hedenberg is uh, my partner, right, for consulting IPO. So he is gonna start setting up this, you know, for for us. We're gonna do some canapés, and champagne drinks at the office in London for <laughs> for pulling some investors, right, for the for the pre uh, pre IPO, you know, pre spac So yeah. yeah, it's very exciting. i want to put the, some of my own money. I'm gonna take a risk, put a chip on on this because this is uh, one of the biggest one. I want to do a uh, one hundred million. Deal, right. Right? So I started started with the one one spark. Then if if if, if it works successfully, then I want to do a two hundred or four hundred million one. Right? But yeah. I think one hundred million is, is big enough for me right now. You know, yeah, it's big enough, and
0: it's a kind of it's the, the the minimum you get in the door with these guys. You know, if it's not a hundred, right. they don't feel like they can take their million pound of fees. You know, so it's got to be a certain amount of money to okay. pay those kind of okay. fees. But, um, right, yeah. So that's great. So you're working on a, a SPAC, hopefully raise a hundred million um, on a Swedish, you know, potentially go public on a Swedish exchange uh, or maybe yeah. can raise yeah. a SPAC on a Swedish exchange and then go public in right. the UK LSE. Um, yeah, double LSE. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. That's pretty awesome. So imagine if you started again. You know yeah well, You you know what you know now what would be your advice to someone starting out or obviously you, you help people actually do m e which is pretty cool yeah which, yeah so what what do you what do you tell them because obviously you've been through the experience you've got you've got yeah. the, you've got the trophies you've got the scars so if you were if someone was starting with you right today right now what would you tell them this is what you do to shorten the curve kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Before doing the deal hunting, there's a lot of people reach out to me and say, Sebastian, I found a $10 million deal. I want to close it. And they they don't kind of even buy a sandwich, right? They don't have the money to, to purchase the business. I say, listen, what is your acquisition criteria? What is your acquisition strategy? Do you have proof of funds? Do you have uh, your lender's network? Do you have an investor network? So I would suggest to them to start building from now. Their lenders network, the investors network, because they will need some skin in the game. They will need money to close a deal. You know? No money down deals exist only if you buy in a big bag of debts, a $10 million company with a $10 million debt, which is worth $1. right? So developing your lenders network. When I say lenders network, it's cash flow lenders, revenue lenders, invoice lenders, asset-based lenders, right? the alternative finance market, no traditional banks. Then investors investor network, right? people with 100K, 200K, 500k in, in savings, right? You need to have a few of them line up. Uh-huh. After, after that, also trying to get a soft commitment letter from some uh, trusted lender who can give you, let's say, a $1 million or $5 million commitment letter as a proof of funds. Because the seller, the broker, if they can see that you are not really. <laughs> you know, qualified, they will say, okay, show me you got the money, show me proof of funds and a soft commitment letter could help to, to, to do that. Right? I do this for my clients. You know, my trusted lender can issue me a $5 million commitment letter so I can show proof of funds and then start gathering the financials. If not, they are not going to disclose the information. So lenders network, investor network, proof of funds and a proper acquisition criteria. Knowing what you're looking for and most importantly, trying to communicate to everybody you must understand what you're looking for. I'm building a pitch deck website, corporate email, and it's it. You don't need much, much of this. And, uh, yeah, and-, and then someone to guide you through the process because
0: every single step of the way, there'll be problems, issues, challenges that you need to provide creative solutions to those challenges. And that's where experience comes from. Uh, you know, right. self, so having somebody like you in their corner um, will undoubtedly collapse time to get the same kind of results. You know? and, but more importantly, you'll stop them making mistakes. 'Cause it's the mistakes right. like the game of snakes and ladders that take you back, you know, five steps instead of going forward. Um All right. Go you just avoid the mistakes by having someone to phone up and ask, uh that for me is half the battle,
1: you know? And All right. do you, do you provide that in a in your kind of M and business buying club, yeah. Yeah, so what I do, basically, uh, I was thinking, you know, for, for a long time, what is the best way to teach M&A to somebody who is starting out or somebody who is running a successful company? And I realized, then that the best way is doing like a partnership program, working one-on-one with people and walking them through the entire process, jumping in a conference call. For example, you are my partner. We, we start together, and then I help you to to chat with investors, with the seller, with the lender, with the broker. Like, because you have no idea how to communicate with them. So you will need me during the entire process until we close a deal together. Then you want to replicate the system and do it by yourself. But I believe people must have somebody who can walk you through the entire process from the beginning, from preparing yourself as a qualified buyer until closing and post-closing. Then you can do it by yourself. It's like a baby step. You need, to, you need to have somebody who help you, right? Who help you with the first deal. Then you can do it yourself. This is what I do. I do one-on-one. We have weekly calls, one-on-one. I introduce you to my seven lenders, right? And I give you proof of funds. I give you all the tools, templates that you need to close a deal. So that way, the, the success rate is, is, is higher, right? Than starting by yourself or reading a book or, you know, yeah. or hiring a consultant.
0: Yeah. And when you obviously, when you come up with a challenge, was invariably they do all the time. You're always there on the phone to answer that and help them through that challenge kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They got, they got my email, my personal WhatsApp number. They got uh, full access to me. And I also, I take 50 people per year. I don't have uh, much time. So it's very boutique. 50 dealmakers and I try to have a success rate of 30% at least, right? Some people quit for different reasons. They move or somebody in their family or some issues, but normally 20-30% success rate I have with my clients, and not only that, I qualify people. You know, I know taking everybody on board I, because I charge a flat fee for 12 months program, but I also get equity on the first deal, right? So if you if you don't close a deal, I make 10,000, which is no big deal, and then I don't get equity. So I need to pick winners, right? I want I, I want to pick uh, people who really is hungry. I don't mind if they have an MBA or where they live, or if they are poor or rich. Or, you know, I mean, uh, if they're hungry, if they are committed to close a deal, because you need to spend time on the phone, calling brokers, trying to find the right deal, convincing investors, right? You need to convince people, being good at sales at marketing, you know, and negotiation. At the end of the day, it's, uh, for me, it's, yeah.
0: it's a people business, you know? And that's what it is. That's where it starts and ends, a people business. And after that, it's all about solving creative, you know, creative solutions to problems. Because when you're faced with the vendor saying, uh, I want a million quid down, it's okay. How do we get this? It's not I can't do it. It's where do we get the million quid? Or how can we chunk that million pound down? Or how can we chunk it into half our front and then so much over time? And it's, it's really about just not giving up and just completely always bring out the creative solution of other alternative ways to do the deal. You know, and that's really it. Until you get to the point where, boom, you both agree. And then okay. that's all it is, isn't it? It's really just keep on going on until you get to the point where two parties agree and, and you also, can go-
1: also 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 removing the the limiting belief. people think that. Uh, that is not enough money out there. That who the hell is gonna give me 100k to co-invest with me? People start doubting themselves, and I, I believe, it's a ton of millions of dollars waiting for you, right? Hey, a lot of millions of people they have 100k in their bank accounts as a saving, right? So they don't know what to do with that money. No, they don't want to know. And money is a very safe baker, right? So you should pitch them. And you know, money is out there. It, money right, so- is out there.
0: Imagine like we're what is this? This is February, nearly March, bleeding hell, where's the two months gone? So we're we're at the end of the end of this year, you've raised your hundred million quid, you're yeah, yeah. your SPAC in Sweden, and you've got 100, a, a hundred million pounds sitting there in a SPAC. What are your what, what's your five targets or two targets
1: or one target? What's your your what are you going to spend the money on? What are you going shopping with? <laughs> yeah, shopping here. Yeah. I like I like uh, te- telemedicine. Telemedicine, telehealth is an industry that I'm targeting. I don't like to talk about that because I don't want a much competition. So, tele telemedicine, tele telehealth is a good industry that I'm I've been uh, searching for a while, and I have a good uh, connections there. And then I identify a potential targets, right? potential target. So I think the, that sector I will focus on uh, telemedicine.
0: What, what do you mean by telemedicine? Obviously, medicine, health. You understand,
1: but what's telemedicine? People can book a people can book a doctor, you know, or get a you know a recipe through online, right? Not going to the hospital, right? So yeah, so virtual it, virtual doctors, basically, yeah. It, virtually, it's a, it's a few big companies that I'm interested to do, or some are roll-ups, right? I'm interested to do because it's a uh, it's not really uh, well known that industry, so I'm. I spent some time and I think I could do a big impact with that. The I also, I have a few doctors line up with 20 years of experience, you know, somebody on the board yeah. to make it more credible, right? You need to have experts. I'm not a doctor, so I need to have doctors on board yeah. and people who really understand that industry. Yeah.
0: But I think the key thing you just said there is I'm not a doctor, but you're thinking about going into that a very regulated specialist space. So for yeah. every, every listening, what Sebastian said here, like he's bought a distressed, didn't like it. He's, he's bought a, the biggest uh, LED manufacturing in Brazil, 700 employees, football uh, you know, yeah. team. Now he's talking about medical stuff. You do not need to know about yeah. space, but what you do need to know is surround yourself with people who have got decades of experience in that space You know, to fill the board if you want to do this kind of thing. I think that's the critical factor here you what you are is you're the kind of the, the conductor in the middle of you know of the orchestra and your orchestra is your board and then the company's kind of thing and
1: you're, you're the organizer yeah the organizer you organize everything you don't need to know people say then what do you know about making evaluation for dick's industry i say okay i'm gonna call my evaluation expert and he will tell you i don't know all the answers and i don't know about telemedicine but i think it's a sexy sector that i really like and it's a lot of very good deals out there. And I want to take it. And then you have in the UK, for example, a non-executive director association. You just call them and say, can you find me somebody with 20 years of experience with some awards, you know, some some very well-known doctor with big awards from big universities. And then you just pay a, you know, a, a fee for one annual general meeting and just for being on your board. You know, you find the best one in UK, and then you, somebody who is retired already, and uh, somebody who lists their CV on non executive director association. And yeah, yeah, it's this. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward
0: to hear about this story unfolding this year. Sebastian, yeah. Sebastian's yeah. 100 yeah. pounds back buying up medical. Uh, yeah. you know, VA doctors. I love it. It's a great, yeah. great space as well. And it's a growing space. You know, yeah, uh, uh, that could go down well. Um, so we're
1: gonna to have to do this again. So if we can, I, yeah, please un- yeah. unfold the story over the year. You know, yeah, yeah, anytime. You need to, we need to, yeah, follow the process. Yeah, yeah. I will keep you an updated, and we can do maybe a second one talking about specifically about the SPAC. You know,
0: yeah, that would be really interesting. Actually, do do another chat about how to go about setting up a SPAC to raise 100 million pound. You know, and that's the objective. So how do we set up a SPAC? Raise 100 million pound
1: what's the fees involved, who do you need to speak yeah. to, all that kind of stuff. you know. Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, in the shortcut. I think it's the shortcut doing an SPAC. I, I've been realizing, but I don't know, because I can tell you if it's going to be everything perfect because I haven't done it. I'm doing it in the process, starting, you know, the pre-SPAC, but uh, of course I believe it could be a shortcut because it's a big acquisition or a couple of big acquisitions and it's 100 million and then you can end up with a big, big uh, you know, chunk of shares. You know? I think it's, it's exciting. and it's Something that keeps me active also, right? doing something yeah. interesting. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, it sounds good to me. Um, but anyway, how can people get in touch with you, Seb? If they want to join or apply to join your uh, M&A deal team kind of thing or become a mentee, how do, you, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, if, you want, if they want to co-invest with me, if they want to get personally mentored with myself, they can go to my website, sebastianamiba.com, or they can join the Facebook group. Which we are ten thousand members is called buying businesses for a living. The Facebook group they can join there, or they can find me on LinkedIn. Sebastian Amiba, I am very reachable, right? I'm not, I'm not putting my VA in front of everyone. I say, talk to my VA. I just, if the message makes sense, I will reply.
0: <laughs> yeah, fantastic, awesome. Yeah. Sebastian,
1: it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today,
0: and I'm really looking forward to the journey going forward and our next chat about SPACs, That's going to be awesome. Uh, but for today. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Tune in next time. The details below, if you want to get in touch with Sebastian, will be below here. Um, his website his contact details. If you want to get in touch with him, apply to join his mentorship. But um, tune in next time and we'll find out how Sebastian is next steps towards getting this SPAC, this £100 million SPAC shell put together. and. Uh, well, tune in for that. I'm really excited. Can't wait to hear about it. So thanks very much
1: thanks. Thank Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Thank you very much.
0: Inflation, unfortunately, is stealing the money in your sleep. Inflation is rotting your capital right now. And if you want to stop that rot and start to protect and scale that capital, then you need to start investing And you need to start investing following the principles of the great for example Ray Dalio's holy grail uh, that's based on diversification really simple formula Uh, it's the kind of things we follow in our club and uh, we help our club members uh, grow scale and protect their capital create a legacy create their own family trust fund uh, and move forward and, and diversify into the best of British businesses and commercial real estate uh, and if that sounds like it's for you it's not for everybody you have to qualify as well you have to be a high net worth a sophisticated investor to get in the club um, but if that does sound like you and you want to stop that rotten inflation you want to start to grow your capital then protect and scale that capital then come along to taylorcapital.co.uk that's taylorcapital.co.uk Uh, join our waiting list Uh, the doors are currently closed just now but if you join our waiting list when it opens up we'll let you know we'll send you a notification and uh, perhaps uh, we can jump on a call and see how best we can serve you